What's up, guys? What's going on? I'm Paul. This is Paul in Theology, and uh, we are going through the book of Genesis. We're on chapter 17, 15 through 22. And um, yeah, we're about to see that that God, again, is a God of families and that he's the Lord of the family. He's the head of the family. I think one thing we see in scripture and that I've seen people give displays, it's like an umbrella and that it's the umbrella is God. And then the, the husband is holding the umbrella and then the wife is holding on to the husband and then the child is, is holding on to the, the mother and the father. And so it is in this vein that we see a little bit of what this is, is that God is the Lord of the family and then the husband is the, um, the head and then the wife and the child. And so we're going to see a beautiful picture of this today. But if you haven't checked it out, go ahead and check it out. 17, 15 through 22 in Genesis. And uh, we'll uh, answer the four questions. If you've already read it, we'll go ahead and jump into it right now. So what is the author conveying? What's he actually saying in this? Well, it says that after having the conversation, God having a conversation with Abraham, changing his name, and then talking about the covenant which he's going to establish, and that the sign of this covenant is um, is um, circumcision. Well, then he goes and he talks to Abraham about Sarai, and he says no longer is her name going to be Sarai, but her name will be Sarah. That will be her name. And he says that uh, you are no longer to call her that. And matter of fact, he says that in nations are going to come out of her. Kingdoms are going to come to come after her. He said it's going to be through Sarah. And it says and Sarah's going to have a child and you're going to name that child Isaac. He says that because uh, it's a play on words, because whenever um, Abraham hears this from God, it says he bows down again which he shows obeisance, but then he kind of chuckles under his breath. It says that he laughs and he says, can a man actually have a child at a hundred and his wife at 90? And he says, oh yes. He said, you don't remember when I told you I was El Shaddai, all powerful God? Like you done forgot that? He's like, because I am the one who has the power and the ability to bring a child from you and from your wife who is barren. And even if she wasn't barren, she's definitely past childbearing age. And so he says, you will call this child Isaac or God laughs. <laughs> so, yeah, they named the child after the thing that um, Abraham does. And actually later we'll see that Sarah is going to to laugh at this prospect as well. I guess he didn't tell Sarah about the fact that they're about to have this child. And God said that it would be at this time next year. Man, that's got to just be so, ooh, man, because I know he's been waiting and waiting and waiting. And then finally it says in one year, God promised in one year he would finally have his child. Finally have his child. Man, that is, that's insane. We've, we finally almost got there to the pinnacle. We've been waiting for so long. Abraham's been waiting. Abraham has been waiting for so long. And God says, in a year, you will have your child. So what's this say? What's the scripture saying um, um, about God? Well, El Shaddai, he's all powerful because he can make a child from two people who are as good as dead. That's what Romans says, that Sarah and Abram was good as dead, being 100 years old and 90 years old. 
So it's not like Abraham is the only one thinking it. Everybody's thinking it. But God, being God, is able to achieve it. But God is also faithful, man. All of those years, 13, 20, more, you know, just on and on and on talking about how he is going to give Abraham and Sarah a child. And finally, he says, in a year from now, she's going to give birth to a son and you'll name him Isaac. And he's faithful. It it took a little bit of time, man, but he is still faithful in what he said he would do. He wanted to prove that there was no other means by which this could happen. Hence from the laughter that only God, only God could achieve this. What's it say about man? I think it's saying that without God, bro, we ain't got nothing. We ain't got nothing. And this I'm getting from the preponderance of all of the scriptures that we've been going over because it seemed like Abraham was trying to achieve this goal on his own rather than through the means of God at some points in this trial. And it has not worked out for him. But we see that we receive the blessings of God regardless. Abraham was chosen by God and God did what he had to do to fulfill this promise. And it goes from the promise that he initially made to Eve when he said he is going to fix this mess that we have placed ourselves in. And so he is just fulfilling that promise from the very beginning. How can we apply these truths to our lives, man? Well, God is a God of families. So he is Lord of the household. We talked about that at the very beginning in the introduction to what we're going to talk about today. And the reason I say it this way is because Abraham or God told Abraham Sarah's name. He didn't tell Sarah. And so God wanted Abraham to convey to Sarah that her name had been changed and that God had appeared and said that she would have a child and that this child will have um, kingdoms come that will be uh, peoples that will be nations that will rise up out of of her womb you know and, and so first off i want to dis i want to disavow or to break down any notion that women have no worth because the reason that god declares this is so that she recognizes the immense worth that uh, her womb has even though it had been dead till that point but it is in the proper order that God would tell Abram, Abraham to, to talk to Sarah and convey this message to her as the rule of the house. And so that idea of the, the umbrella and the male and the father, the husband holding that umbrella and then the wife clutching to the husband as the children clutch to their parents, that is seen in this, in this picture here. And this picture is the, the proper the institution of the family. As we have read in Ephesians, if you haven't checked that out, go ahead and, and follow along with me or read on your own Ephesians and see what it has to say about those things in uh, chapter 5 and chapter 6. Um, but yes, this displays the, the proper household, that God is the Lord of the household. And so in our application, man, we should trust our families with God. We should trust our families, every every part, every aspect. We should 
trust our families with God. Because in this text that we have read, it even talks about Ishmael and that God is going to bless him. And, and we saw that a couple of chapters ago with Hagar, where Hagar is told that, that he will be blessed as well. And he tells, he tells Abram now that he's going to have 12 chiefs or 12 princes that come out of the loins of Ishmael. He says, I've heard him, man, because it seems like Abram just, it, it's confusing sometimes, but it's like Abram just wants to do it. Maybe it's because he wants to have an idea of that he has done something in order to author this situation, but God's like, no, Ishmael's not going before you. It ain't going to be Ishmael whom um, will receive the promise or that the covenant will be established with this covenant that will be an everlasting covenant, not with Ishmael. He's like, I'll do something with him. I'll bless him for sure because he comes from you. He says, but I will not make my covenant with him. I will make my covenant with the one I told you I was going to do it with from the very beginning. That's the way that God works. He does what he wants, but his ways are always the best. And so again, man, God has affinity for families and we should trust him with those. Trust him with those. And if you haven't trusted him with your family today, or if you haven't trusted him with your life first, trust him with your life. He knows what to do with it. He has the power to achieve and he can make you great. And that's what's amazing is he can take things that are broken and mend them. I appreciate you guys for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode.